uh, from Genesis chapter 28. And here's what the Bible says. Okay? Here's what the Bible says. All right. Genesis chapter 28, verse 16. This is where we left off last week. Then Jacob, he awoke from his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I wasn't even aware of it. Okay, let's hold right there. Okay, let's just, we'll just stop right there. Jacob had been sent by his father to Haran to be safe from the vengeance of his brother because his brother's trying to kill him because he had taken the birthright. And also he went to Haran to find a wife from his mother's family because his, his, uh, his mother said and his father said, we don't want you to marry one of these local Canaanite women like your brother Esau did. So Jacob went there and he journeyed. And Jacob, his whole life, Jacob came from a godly family. I know that there are those of you that are here today that came from godly families. You came from, from Christian families. And uh, you can testify to that fact. Maybe your mom and dad were Christians. Your grandmother was a Christian. There's some of you guys, and you come from, from renegade families, okay? That's okay, too, all right, wherever we came from, whatever our starting point was. But Jacob, his whole life, he had heard about God. He had heard about the God of his grandfather, Abraham. He had heard about the God of his, of, of his father, Isaac. And he'd heard these wonderful stories. But that was, the, that was the problem. He had just heard the stories. He didn't have a personal relationship with God. But on this particular journey, he learned one important thing. And we find it here in Genesis chapter 28, Verse 16, it says, Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I wasn't even aware of it. First and foremost, he found this, that God was always with him. And I want you to understand that today. God is always with you. You might feel like you're completely alone, but God is always with you. Even though Jacob felt alone on the journey to Haran, he left the security, as I talked to you last week, and the comfort of his family. The Bible scholars tell us that he traveled about 40 miles. And then after he traveled for 40 miles, he found a good place to camp. He laid down, I believe. Here he is. He's all alone. He's in the wilderness. He lays down in the fear of the night. He lays down in fear of the vengeance of his brother who might come and attack him in the middle of the night. He lay down in the fear of the elements, and with so much on his mind, he probably had a difficult time even going to sleep. He might have even felt threatened by the sounds of the night. I was thinking about, are, are, have you ever been afraid of the sounds of the night? You hear something. You see something. You hear something fall in your basement, and so you get all bent out of shape, wonder what's going on, okay? I have a... a, a I was thinking about our, Debbie and I, we have a good friend of ours. His name was Eddie. Uh, Eddie was the best man, my best man at my wedding. Let me describe Eddie to you. He's six foot one. He weighs 300 plus pounds. He's a big guy, okay? We played softball for many seasons together. On the back of his jersey, it didn't have, you know, the place your name goes? It didn't have his name. It said 747. He's a big guy, Okay. Him and I, Danny, you can appreciate this, him and I went deer hunting together. Year after year after year, we would deer hunt together. And so I'm one of these kind of guys, I want to get in the woods 
long before daylight. I, I want to be there, okay? I want to be settled into my stand. I want to be settled into the place. I want to be settled in my tree long before the sun comes up, okay? So I would go on that opening morning, and I would pick Ed up at his uncle's house. He'd be staying at his uncle's house down on the lake. I'd go there. I'm at, there at 4.30 in the morning. I'm there in the middle of the night, if you will, still. And guess what? My big buddy is still in bed. I've had to knock on the window before. I had to, I had to knock on the door to wake him up. I wake him up. And it seemed like every single year, we would not get in the woods before daylight. It would, and I'd be so frustrated, you know? He'd get up, it's still dark. Well, we, we can still make it. I got to have a cup of coffee, you know? I got to stop at the convenience store. I got to do this. I got to do that. Every year, Chris, we get in the woods, and it's daylight. So I finally asked him one year, and, and I've missed a lot of, I, I've got out there walking through the woods in daylight, and there's a deer standing right in front of my stand. I can see it 100 yards off. What, if I only would have been there. So finally, I got frustrated, and I told my big buddy, 747, <laughs> I said, uh, what's the deal? What's it? Why in the world? I get to your house at 4.30 in the morning, and you can't get up to go with me when it's still dark. He said, I'm going to be honest with you, Bob. I'm a little bit afraid of the dark. <laughs> you're six foot one, you weigh 300 plus pounds, and you're afraid of the dark? Yes, I'm afraid of the dark. And I always want to make sure that it's daylight before I get into the woods. Maybe Jacob felt the danger of the night. But I want you to understand this. Maybe it feels like you're going through a dark time in your life. Maybe it feels like the, the morning is never going to come. I want you to understand this. God is with you. You might feel all alone. God is with you. God is with Ashley. God is with you. God is there. He's beside you. All we've got to do is whisper his name. God is always with you. Finally, Jacob went to sleep. And as I told you last week, as he slept, God gave Jacob a dream. And in the dream, he saw a stairway from earth to heaven. And on the stairways, he saw that angels were ascending and descending. And God was standing at the top of the stairway. And God spoke to Abraham. And God declared that he was not only the God of Abraham, he was not only the God of Isaac, but he was the God of Jacob and in that vision, in that dream, God promised to bless not only Abraham and Isaac, but God said this, I am going to bless you. I want to tell you today, you might, your grandma might have been a, a great Christian. Your parents might have been great Christians and think, God, you've blessed them. God, you were with them. I want you to understand this. God is with you. And if God blessed them, and if God could keep them, and if God could pr protect them, and if God could, could pr provide for them, God will and God can provide for you today because God is always with you. He's always with you. Jacob woke up from his dream and he realized he had been unaware that God was always with him. The devil doesn't want you to know that God is always with you. You see, because fear has a hold on us when we think that we're all alone by ourselves. But when we become aware that God is with us, that we're surrounded by the presence of God, 
when I was a child, I, I always thought, I had this idea in my head, I was afraid of the dark. I was scared, you know, that the devil was going to, somehow the devil was going to come in my room in the middle of the night and choke me to death or something, okay? That was when I was a child. Corey, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child, I understood as a child. But when I became a man, I realized this, that God was always with me. There were angels that were surrounding me. And no devil was going to come in there. If they did, he would have to pass by that angel. God is always with us today. And, and in this dream, Jacob woke up and he realized that God, the presence of God, was all around about him. Genesis chapter 28, verse 17 says this. But he was also afraid and said, what an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. So first of all, God is always with us. Secondly, you've got to wake up. We need to wake up and recognize the greatness of God. Wake up and recognize the greatness of God because God is there. See the greatness of God. Declare the greatness of God. Proverbs chapter, chapter 9 verse 10 says this, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the, one, of the Holy One results in good judgment. Jacob woke up in awe of God. He woke up from his dream with a reverent fear of God. The power of God was so great that Jacob was literally shaking. Uh, has anyone here ever stood close to the railroad tracks when a train went by? You ever stood there before? It's, a, it's an awesome feeling, okay? When that locomotive, when you're standing close to those train tracks and that locomotive passes by, you can feel the force of that powerful uh, vehicle. You can feel the percussion from it. And it'll literally shake your entire being as that train passes by. I, I'm here to tell you this morning that when Jacob sensed and felt the presence of God, it was a million times greater than that man-made locomotive. The glory of God became a defining moment in Jacob's life because he saw the power of God and he saw the splendor of God and he acknowledged the greatness of God. Listen, when you and I see the greatness of God, it will be a defining moment in our life. When we encounter the presence of God, we've got a lot of people here that, that have been at, at camp over the years, okay? And we go to camp and we feel the awesome presence of God. There are those of you that are here today and you've been in a revival meeting and you, you encountered the incredible presence of God. Or maybe you were all alone and you, were, you, you, you just didn't know what to do and you called out the name of the Lord and God came down in that place and you encountered the presence of the God, the, the, the incredible presence of God. The presence of God can be a defining moment in our life and it was a defining moment in Jacob's life and he acknowledged the greatness of God. When you pray, you need to acknowledge the presence of God. In fact, I believe that our prayer should begin by declaring the greatness of God. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus taught the disciples to pray. He taught them to begin every single prayer with adoration for their heavenly Father. In fact, the Bible says this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Jesus said this. He said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. 
He went on to say, may your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When you begin your prayer, you say, I don't have any power in my life, Pastor Bob. I'm, I'm afraid. I have no power. Begin your prayer not with whining, not with complaining, but begin your prayer by declaring the greatness and the power and the glory of God. Here's what Jesus was telling us. He said, when you begin your prayer, get your eyes off your problem. Get your eyes off your trouble. Get your eyes off the valley. Get your eye off the devil. Get your eyes off defeat and put your eyes on the glory of God and declare his greatness. And it'll build your faith today. Today, So often we begin our prayer by whining like a victim. So often we begin our prayers by feeling sorry for ourselves today. But, but Jesus taught us when you begin your prayer, glorify your Father who is in heaven. Get your eyes on your heavenly Father and wake up and recognize the greatness of God. That's what God is telling us today. Wake up and declare the greatness and the glory of God. Wake up and see the presence of God and realize this, that all wisdom and knowledge comes from God. Realize this, that, that, that God is the owner, the maker, the creator of all things today, that God is eternal. And when God speaks, miracles happen. When God speaks, impossibility becomes possible. When God speaks, the Red Sea parts. Wake up and see the glory of God. When God speaks, the storm ends. When God speaks, the sun, the clouds disappear and the sun comes up. You see, here's what Jacob did. He went to bed afraid of the dark. He went to bed all alone, but he woke up and he realized that God had been with him all the time. You don't even, there are those of you, there are those of you that's here today, you don't even know it. You don't even realize it. You say, I'm not even a Christian. You don't even understand that God is still with you. He is with you all the time today. And he cares about you, even though you're unaware. Jacob was unaware of the presence of God. But God was always with him. We need to pray and say, God, open my spiritual eyes. Open my spiritual understanding. God, let me, like Jacob, let me see your glory. Because the presence of God will change you today. God went to, or, or Jacob went to bed, an immature, unbelieving man, but he woke up full of the power of God. So first, God is always with you. Secondly, wake up and see the glory of God. And thirdly, wake up and know this. If you're taking notes, wake up and know that you matter to God. You say, God don't even know who I am. Yes, he does. God knows the very hairs of your head are numbered. God knows all about you. God knows every detail of your life. God cares about everything. Wake up and realize that you matter to God and God has a plan for your life. He woke up. When Jacob woke up, he realized that God was going to guide him. He woke up and realized God was going to bless him. He woke up and realized that he was called by God and he was commissioned by God, and he was sent by God, and God was going to keep him. And he realized this, everything is going to be all right. Jacob was just a man, but God had a plan for his life. You, you say, I'm just a man, I'm just a woman. God has a plan for your life, and God is with you. Wake up 
and know the plan of God. And in a dream, God relayed that plan to Jacob. And like Jacob, God has a plan for your life. This week, this week I got a telephone call from a fellow. He called me up and he said, he said Bobby said, uh, got a couple questions I want to ask you. I said, okay, sure, what's going on? He said, well, he said, something happened to me. Now, this fellow doesn't attend our church, uh, lives in another city. But he said, something happened to, happened to me uh, just the other night. He said, I was in a bar, and uh, he said, I've got a confession. He said, I was sitting on the bar stool. I was about half drunk. And he said, a fellow walked into that bar that I had never seen before. He sat down right next to me. And he said, this fellow told me, he said, I have never been in this bar before. He said, I have never had a drink from this bar before. But he said, I was driving down the road. And he said, I felt like the Lord was impressing me to stop at this bar and to come in and talk to the guy sitting at the bar. And that's you. And he said, that stranger... I didn't know him. I'd never seen him. I'd never talked to him before. He said, that stranger began to tell me things that no one else would even know. And he began to talk to me and began to give me some instruction that some things he said God told him to tell me. And uh, then the guy got up, turned around, walked out the door. He said, what do you think about that? <laughs> I said, well, let me tell you what I think about it. God is trying to give you a message. <laughs> God is trying to talk to you. God has a plan for your life. Maybe you've suffered some disappointments. Maybe you've suffered some failures. Maybe some setbacks. Might even be a little bit backslidden, you know. But God is still with you. You've got to wake up and see the glory of God and know this, that God still has a plan for your life. He said, but he said, do you think that could have been a demon? I said, I don't think there's a demon that's going to be telling you some of the things that fellow was telling you, you know. And I told him, I said, you're not the first person that God has dealt with sitting on a bar stool. <laughs> He's dealing with people all the time sitting on bar stools. He's speaking to them. He's speaking life into them. God has a plan for your life today. God has a plan for you this morning. And God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to move forward. God wants you to live in victory today. We got to wake up and know that we matter to the Lord. Jacob had no previous experience with the Lord. That's the wonderful thing about being a child of God. No previous experience required. In the past, he'd relied on the faith of Abraham, his grandfather. In the past, he'd relied upon the faith of his father, Isaac. He'd heard all the stories, but when he woke up, he realized this, I matter to God. You know, we, I, I think about Jacob in the wilderness. We learn our best lessons in the wilderness. We don't, le we don't learn our best lessons in, on the mountaintop. We learn our best lessons in the valley, in the wilderness, in the desert, in the dry place, in the place it's, where it's nighttime, in the place that we're all alone. We learn the best lessons. And in the wilderness, Jacob realized he was not alone. He realized that God was always with him. He realized 
that God was great and greatly to be praised. He realized he mattered to God. He realized that he needed his own faith. You need your own faith today. You need your own faith. Jacob didn't know it, but the Lord was with him all of the time. You see, our focus changes when we see Jesus Christ and know him as our Lord and Savior. I talked to you about that last week. Everything changes when we surrender our will to, the, to Jesus Christ and we make him the Lord of our life. And I believe in that wilderness that that's exactly what Jacob did. He turned his whole life over to the Lord. He utilized his own faith, and that's what we have got to do. Our life changes. Our life changes when we have a spiritual awakening like Jacob. I'm, I'm going to close. I'm going to close right here. You see, we realize that the Lord is always with us. We realize that the Lord is never going to leave us. might not seem like it. It might, might, might seem like we're praying and our prayer goes straight up to the ceiling and it falls and crashes right back down, okay? I want you to understand that God is always with you and God is trying to teach us. You're going through a wilderness experience. God is trying to teach you. God is trying to take you to a brand new level of, of faith and a brand new level of breakthrough. Just wake up and see the glory of God. Wake up and realize you matter to God. God has got a plan for your life today. God is with you. God is leading you. You say, but Pastor Bob, I'm in the wilderness. Yeah, so was Jacob, but God led him into the wilderness because he was going to take him to a, to a new place. And in that new place, he was going to find a wife. And in that new place, he was going to have his own family. And in that new place, he was going to have his own blessing. And in that new place, he was going to have his own prosperity. And that's what God is doing to us. He's taking us to a new place. You know? As, as, you know, we could kind of equate it to our own life and our own marriage. You know? and as long as you're in the Father's house, you're just relying on your Father's stuff and your father's prosperity, and your father to pay the cell phone bill. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say? And your father to fill the car up for you, and your father to pay the insurance. But when we get out on our own, yeah, it's, it's hard. It, it's a struggle. And we're making our own way, and we're making our own choices, and we're making our own decision. we got to get our own job, and we got to get up in the morning, and we got to go to work every day. But that is the time when we leave the Father's house, the security of the Father's house, that's when God begins to open up all kinds of doors and opportunities for us, you know? Our little baby boy, Ethan, you know? Can you believe it? This guy went from no job to having a job, getting married, buying his own home. This is our little baby boy, you know? Would have never been possible as long as he stayed in the Father's house. Would have never been possible, you know? But that's what happens when God begins to stir us up and God says, I'm going to take you out of the Father's house. I'm, I'm taking you to a new place. I'm taking you to Haran. I'm taking you to a place where you're going to find your own companion. I'm not, I'm not, what I'm, I'm not saying you got to be married. I'm just saying, you know, this is an analogy that I'm making this morning. I hope you get the analogy, okay? It's not a lesson on how to get married 101, <laughs> okay? It's about letting God do what he wants to do in your life for you because you matter and God has a plan for your life.
And God wants to bless you in your life, okay? He truly does. He truly does. God is always with us. We got to have to wake up like Jacob, see the glory of the Lord. You say, yes, Lord, I know you're powerful. Yes, Lord, I know you're glorious. Yes, Lord, I know that you are the owner, the maker, the creator of all things. But then also realizing this, that not only that, but we matter to him. And he has a plan for us. And so many times that plan has taken us straight through the wilderness. All alone, in the middle of the night, he's taking us to a brand new place. where He's going to teach us. He's bringing us. He's leading us. He's grooming us. He's preparing us. He's equipping us in the journey. That's what he's doing. Stand with us this morning. Let's close the prayer. We're going to close this online portion with this prayer this morning. And then we're going to spend some time praising the Lord. We're going to spend a few moments praying for individuals who need prayer. If you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior, we would love to pray with you today. Uh, if, if you need encouragement, we would like to pray for you today. If you need healing, we'll pray with you this morning. Our God is able. The Lord is able today. So let's close this online portion of the, with this prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for bringing us together to this place, for bringing us into your presence. Lord, we thank you that you're always with us. You will never leave us. You'll never forsake us. We thank you, Lord, that nothing could ever separate us from your love and from your presence, but you're ever with us. Help us, I pray. Be with us, God. Help us like Jacob to have a vision of your greatness and a vision of your glory. Help us, Lord, like Jacob, to wake up and see your glory, to see your power. And, Lord, I pray, God, to declare your greatness, first of all to ourselves, and then to the others that are around about us and to our family, our neighbors, our friends. God, help us, I pray, to wake up and realize that you have a plan for our life, that you're speaking to us from your word. And give us direction and give us clarity. Holy Spirit, give us clarity in our life. Give us clarity about the things that you want us to do and the moves that you want us to make and your will to be fulfilled in our life. I pray there's some of us today and we're struggling in the wilderness, but God, help us to realize that you've not brought us this far to leave us, but God, you're going to continue. As long as we keep our eyes upon you, you're going to lead us. You're going to guide us. You're going to help us. You're going to strengthen us. And we thank you, Lord, for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Come on.